The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV, like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain, from the road to the trails. And with plenty of passenger and cargo space, plus available tech like wireless charging, you and your entire crew can stay connected. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander with three spacious rows of seating for up to eight passengers. And with available features like the panoramic moonroof, you can sit back, enjoy the wide open views with your whole family. Plus, both RAV4s and Highlanders are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and save on gas. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event details on RAVs, Highlanders, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Welcome, one and all, down here, up there, high and away. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, my dear friends, my countrymen. Welcome to The Late Show. I'm your host, Stephen Colbert, and I... That's it. Yes. That's all the medicine you need. Alive and well. That's it. Alive and well. And I am back, baby. Now, you may have read in the New England Journal of Hot Goss that last week I had, I had the COVID. And I'm very grateful that I am fully vaxxed and boosted, feeling fine, but still. Thank you, science. Thank you, science. But still, I gotta say, COVID is no fun. The first three days sucked. And by day six, I was testing negative. Now on day 12, I'm back with a serious head cold. So <laughs> go figure. Unfortunately, not all is well in the kingdom of late night. My friend, Jimmy Kimmel, just announced that he has COVID now. Yeah, he says he's feeling fine. He's fully vaxxed and boosted as well. But still, this is a broadcast emergency. TV is down a Jimmy. <laughs> Which is why right now, as the host of The Late Show, I am calling on President Biden to open America's strategic Jimmy reserve. <laughs> Carter, <laughs> Buffett, J.J. <laughs> yeah. Walker, Jimmy Neutron, Neutron, Neutron uh, Cliff. Jimmy Smith. Of course, I'm on the East Coast. Jimmy's in L.A. There's no way I could have given it to him. And yes, last week, I did lick a lot of things and FedEx them to his office. But I only paid for two days, okay? Gotta be sterile by the time he opens it. Anyway, feel better, my dear friend Jimmy. Anyway, a lot happened last week. Sure. Why not? Sure. Anyway, a lot happened last week that I want to catch up on, starting with the text messages the January 6th committee has gotten from former White House Chief of Staff and Hamlet who forgot York's skull. <laughs> Mark Meadows. Last December, Meadows turned over evidence to the January 6th committee about his communications between Election Day and Joe Biden's inauguration. Well, last week, some of that evidence was leaked, and CNN obtained 2,319 text messages. That's a lot of messages. Luckily, Meadows has T-Mobile's unlimited talk and treason plan. <laughs> the text... There you go. Eventually. You can just do it forever. Unlimited. Yeah, you can just go on forever, huh? The texts demonstrate how Meadows played a key role in the attempts to stop Biden's certification on January 6th. There are damning texts from a variety of political media figures, including Fox News host and man waiting for you to look away so he can eat your hamster. 
Sean Hannity. On election day, Sean asked Meadows where the campaign needed him to encourage voters to head to the polls. Meadows replied, stress every vote matters. Get out and vote. To which Hannity replied, yes, sir, on it. That is a shocking level of toadyism, even for a guy who looks like a bullfrog. <laughs> but he's just living up to the Fox News slogan, we report, you decide what we should say, and by the way, your boot tastes delicious today, Mr. President. <laughs> this kind... Boot! Uh, the boot. Boot. The boot. Good looking boots. The boot. Good looking boots. This kind of loyalty is not unprecedented. We all remember Walter Cronkite's famous sign-off. And that's the way it is. All hail Supreme Leader Gerald Ford. Obey. We must obey. On Friday... Was it Friday? On Friday... On Friday, Hannity tried to claim he wasn't caught. He meant to have no ethics. I don't claim to be a journalist. I claim to be a talk show host. I am a registered conservative. Yes, I voted for Donald Trump. I make, I, I make no apologies. I give my opinion straightforward. We even do culture. We do sports. We do... I'm like the whole newspaper. Yes. <laughs> Sean Hannity is just like a newspaper. Out of date, bad for the planet, and only relevant to people over 70, and I'd love to see a puppy poop on him. <laughs> puppy poop. I'd love to see a puppy poop. A puppy poop. A puppy to poop. Go, go. Wasn't just Hannity. Meadows also texted the GOP lawmakers who are collaborating to overturn a free and fair election, like Arizona representative and kid dressed by his mom for picture day, Andy Biggs. <laughs> the day before Biden's victory was called, Biggs tested Meadows a plan to, quote, encourage the state legislatures to appoint A-look doors in the various states where there's been shenanigans. A-look-doors. If you think that A-look-dumb, you're right, but <laughs> some very charitable people have speculated that that is possibly a typo for electors. <laughs> well, he is either a more-run <laughs> or a trait-door. <laughs> Another text came... You gotta say it slowly. Yeah, yeah you gotta say it slowly and enough. And it connects. Mm -hmm, it connects. Mm. Another text came from former Energy Secretary Rick Perry, who said, "We have the data-driven program that can clearly show where the fraud was committed. This is the silver bullet." Perry denied he ever sent this text, but last week we learned that he had signed this text, Rick Perry, <laughs> including his number. Why are these guys so bad at committing crimes? It's like if the Zodiac Killer released a note that said, this is the Zodiac speaking to unearth my identity, solve the enclosed cipher, and return to John Evans, 1414 Hawthorne Lane. Good luck. Meadows. Meadows also received some uh, pretty dumb texts from Georgia Representative Marjorie Taylor Greene, seen here guessing how many three is. <laughs> I don't know. That's a fun one. That's a fun one. Almost two weeks after the Capitol riot, Green texted Meadows, in our private chat with only members, several are saying the only way to save our republic is for the former president to call for martial law. First of all, that's a coup. Second of all, that's not how you spell martial. Martial law is spelled like this and means normal law is suspended in favor of military government. Whereas martial law states that if 
TJ Maxx doesn't have it, Marshalls definitely will at our Yellow Tag Clearance event. Remember our motto, the loose underwear bin is next to the cutting boards. That's right on. That's right. That's my Marshalls. Oh, yeah. Got a nice suit. Green, uh, believe it or not, is up for re-election this year, but a group of voters is suing to knock her off the ballot, citing the 14th Amendment, which is designed to block anyone who has, quote, engaged in insurrection or rebellion against the United States. Yeah. That's simple. That's not complicated. Yeah, it turns out people who try to destroy the government shouldn't be in the government. It's the same reason the physician treating your diabetes shouldn't be Dr. Pepper. <laughs> over, uh, over in Ukraine, as Russia's attacks continue, more world leaders are showing support by visiting Kyiv. Like this weekend, when a delegation led by House Speaker Nancy Pelosi traveled to Ukraine, the trip was completely unannounced. Just what everyone wants. An unexpected visit from Grandma. <laughs> Well, I was in the neighborhood. You never call anymore. I don't know what you're up to. You're clearly not dusting. <laughs> Some A-listers aren't going to Ukraine, but are still finding ways to help from afar, like actor Benedict Cumberbatch, who is opening his UK home to Ukrainian refugees. Good for him. Good for good man. You can see it all unfold in the new Marvel movie, Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Guest Rooms. <laughs> he has to cook breakfast in every dimension. <laughs> Even Ukrainians who aren't on the front lines are finding ways to stick it to Russia because a volunteer army of tech experts are hacking Russia at an unprecedented scale. Good for them. Yeah. That's great. Pretty impressive, though. Although, it is easier to hack Russia than you'd think. Every one of their captures is potato. <laughs> These... <laughs> These hacks are a big deal because they've upended the myth of Russian cyber superiority with the attacks being seen as the symbolic pantsing of Putin. <laughs> oh, no! The pants are all he has left! <laughs> These... Because he doesn't wear a... Yeah, he got he him does, up. He does, he does... You're gonna it put it out, out there. You're gonna share it yeah. with the world. Saying overseas, there's a bit of a sticky wicket across the pond concerning House of Commons member and People Magazine's sexiest vicar alive, <laughs> Neil Parrish. Parrish was forced to resign this weekend after he admitted to watching porn in the House of Commons. <laughs> it could have been on any of the top British porn sites. Mash and Bangers, <laughs> Spotted Dick, or Beef Eaters. Here's what happened. Parrish claims it all started as an accident, saying he was mistakenly directed to porn while looking at tractors. <laughs> makes total sense. Anyone who's seen Thomas the Tank Engine knows that tractors are ready to plow. <laughs> Specifically, definitely got the cold. Definitely. Specifically, the MP says he accidentally landed on porn after he searched for a type of tractor called a Dominator Combine Harvester. <laughs> that is weird, because this afternoon, when I typed in Dominator Combine Harvester into Google, all I got was news about a British MP looking at porn. <laughs> so, okay. 
just just your average horny farm equipment whoops-a-daisy. <laughs> Except that Mr. Parrish apparently bookmarked the site to revisit. <laughs> he bookmarked it? Is this his first porn rodeo? Oh, I better make a record of this site. Not sure if there's anywhere else on the internet to see sex. <laughs> anyway, we wish him well. It's a mistake anyone could make, especially if they're searching for tractors on Cornhub. We got a great show for you tonight. Coming up, John Bernthal. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV, like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain, from the road to the trails. And with plenty of passenger and cargo space, plus available tech like wireless charging, you and your entire crew can stay connected. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander with three spacious rows of seating for up to eight passengers. And with available features like the panoramic moonroof, you can sit back, enjoy the wide-open views with your whole family. Plus, both RAV4s and Highlanders are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and save on gas. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event details on RAVs, Highlanders, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Hey, it's Matt Norlander with the CBS Sports Eye on College Basketball podcast, and it is tournament time, people. So listen to the one podcast that will cover every upset, Cinderella, Bracket Buster Sleeper. We've got it all covered, every round, reaction shows, all the way up through the championship game in Glendale, Arizona. To find us, search Eye on College Basketball podcast wherever you get your podcasts. My first guest tonight is an actor you know from The Walking Dead, The Punisher, and King Richard. He now stars in We Own This City. If we lose a fight, we lose the streets. Let that sink in. But I'm not here to talk to you about the fights that you have to have. See, I'm here to, uh, I'm here to talk to you about the ones that you, know, you want to have. <laughs> and ones you you think you're entitled to just because you're wearing a badge. See, that, that's the real brutality. Thing is, you don't need that kind of brutality. And hey, not because it's not fun, right? I get it. Get a few licks in on some mouthy ass just can't shut the up. I mean, come on, fun is fun, right? Yeah. <laughs> but see, that kind of brutality, just, it only gets in the way of doing the job. Please welcome to The Late Show, John Bernthal. <laughs> I have to, uh, I have to confess, these are, these are not my clothes, man, and I'd say there's about a 48% chance these, these pants bust wide open. They're just so damn tight, well, which, that's... which will make for maybe an unmemorable night, but... No, it, it, that's it a will... ratings boost right there. <laughs> there you go. Right, Feel we'll free to just to bust loose, and I hope you're going commando. <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, nice to have you on. Nice it's to a see real, you. It's a real honor. Now, you're not only the first time you and I have spoken, but this, you're the first guest I've talked to after I got COVID. Mm -hmm. And, you know, very lucky. You know, wasn't that bad. Mm -hmm. uh, still worse than I expected. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Have, you, have you had it? Oh, yeah. Oh, I, I, I have, yeah. Um, 
I got COVID. Uh, I got COVID at the at a premiere right here in the the, the great city of New York for the. Uh, when? How long ago? Um, it was about uh, what maybe four or five months ago. It was while I was shooting. We own the city, and I came mm -hmm. to the premiere for uh, Many Saints of Newark, mm -hmm. and. Uh, the next day I was in the middle of shooting and I really, really wanted to get to my son, Little Bill Berntal's baseball game out on the West Coast. And the way I got myself a ticket out there and a little break from shooting is there was the opening for the uh, Academy Award Museum. So I got to go to a big fancy event. That's nice. Uh, with a lot of, you know, uh, stars of uh, the screen and music and, and, and sports. And I sat there the whole night, but the next day I got to the promised land, which was my son's baseball game. But sure. as I was sitting there, uh, my wife showed up, and I was literally wrapped in blankets and sweatshirts from various team moms, like shivering my butt off. In my Southern like, California. In Southern California. She's like, that doesn't look right. I was like, this does not feel right. And uh, I did end up catching the COVID, but then I had to sort of go back and investigate and reveal to all those great stars <laughs> that uh, I... So it was like, yes, there was the conversation with Lady Gaga when I... Did a high five with Dwayne Wade, the conversation with Michael Keaton, and like I just, it just dawned on me that I just really didn't belong at that event, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was that guy. Yeah. Well, uh, you know, you were on Walking Dead mm -hmm. uh, for years. What? What was it like? What was it? How? How does it feel to actually, you know, have the plague? <laughs> After having fighting people who have the plague for so long, you were a zombie. In yes, this I was. Regard. Yes, yeah. I was. Yeah. Look, I, I, I think that there's. Uh, look, we're in it. I, I, I think that, as you know, man, I, I think we gotta. The only thing we know about this thing is that we don't know anything about this thing. We gotta be respectful of the various different ways that people approach it and 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 the different fears, yeah. and we just gotta try to stay safe. Yeah, and be nice to each other. That would be a good one too. Okay. I just found out that you studied acting at the Moscow. Art theater, the I Moscow did. Theater of Art, the Stanislavski yes, Ground Zero. Yes, sir. The and zero. I assume that you had to read an actor prepares and I everything did. like that. Mm -hmm. Well, what was that like oh, to boy. study theater in a country? Well, in in Moscow, what's it like to study theater in Moscow? Well, look, I, look, I'm I'm enormously grateful for my time there. I mean, Moscow, especially when I was there, it was a beautiful city. It was a brutal city. When was this? Uh, this was in the late '90s and the early 2000s. Ooh, that was Wild West over there. It was a Wild West. It was. Um, I think there was a real palpability to the history there. I think that you know most of the folks that I was with, they came up in communist times, so there was this real. Uh, respect and 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 this real fear of what it's like to be controlled by your government, and um, I, I see it playing out right now. A lot of uh, the really really close friends that I made over there, I have um, very close ties to folks who have been jailed for expressing themselves, folks who made pieces of art who are now again uh, forced to leave their families and 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 um, are locked up because of the way that they express themselves and the art that they're putting out there and 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 speaking against the government. I think historically. You know, theater in that country, it's vital. Uh, there was a, during communist times, there was no public gathering, but there was still state-sponsored theater. And if the state sort of decided that the theater that you were making was anti-state, if they perceived it that way, you know, famous actors and directors were assassinated. And that's real. And um, look, only when you understand and, and, and can be around folks who don't really have freedom can you appreciate the freedom that you have. I, uh, I think we... <laughs> Do you yeah. stay in touch? Oh, yeah, I, I, uh, absolutely. Um, I have really, really, really close friends over there. And, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm doing a podcast now 
here and um, real ones, uh, real ones, yeah. And uh, you know, one of the folks that we talked to is uh, one of my dear friends from Russia. We had to sort of protect his identity because he really took a huge risk telling the truth and 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 talking about sort of the state of information in that country and 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 what he's hearing and how the media is completely controlled by the government. You know, we had to uh, we had to change his name and block out his face and change his voice. What's the training like at the Moscow Art Theater? Because I read an actor prepare. I was an actor when mm -hmm. I was younger. I remember on page one mm -hmm. of an actor prepares, it says, a, the actor, no less than the soldier, must be subject to iron discipline. That's right. Was there iron That's discipline? Right. Iron discipline. Look, I came up playing sports, uh, boxing, uh, played baseball in college. Um, the hardest thing I ever went through in my life was the, the training at that school. Uh, you know, uh, how to fight, acrobatics, ballet. Um, it was unbelievably rigorous, uh, unbelievably brutal and honest. Um, but they told you, if it wasn't for you, they let you know. Um, and uh, they would continuously sort of cut the class in half and kick half the kids out. And, um, you know, look, I think ultimately there's something humane about that. There's something uh, about saying, look, this is uh, something that's not for everyone. And uh, you have to work hard and, and you have to give everything you can. And for me, you know, uh, for my teachers, it was vital. And um, I think it's really served me. We have to take a quick break. But when we come back, I'll ask John about his new show on HBO, We Own This City. John Stewart is back in the host chair at The Daily Show, which means he's also back in our ears on The Daily Show Ears Edition podcast. The Daily Show podcast has everything you need to stay on top of today's news and pop culture. You get hilarious satirical takes on entertainment, politics, sports, and more from John and the team of correspondents and contributors. The podcast also has content you can't get anywhere else, like extended interviews and a roundup of the weekly headlines. Listen to The Daily Show, Ears Edition, wherever you get your podcasts. Calling all benders and non-benders alike. Jump into the epic world of Avatar with your favorite podcast, Avatar, Braving the Elements. Hosted by me, Janet Varney, the voice of Korra on The Legend of Korra. And me, Dante Bosco, the voice of Zuko on The Last Airbender and General Iroh on The Legend of Korra. Each week, we'll recap and discuss another episode of The Last Airbender. I don't know if we've ever talked about it, but... Amazing guests stop by from creators to cast to super fans to chat all things Avatarverse. Are we saying that this is possible in the Avatar universe? Varney, we gotta spread the word. Now fans can also check out our weekly video pods too by subscribing to the official Avatar YouTube channel. That's a lot of fire, isn't it? That's right, we're on video this season, everybody. So whether you're a super fan with encyclopedic knowledge or you're brand new to this incredible world, it's Fire Nation time, Book of Fire. Let's go. Listen to Avatar Brave the Elements wherever you get your podcasts. Now you're on a limited series on HBO yes, called sir. We Own This City, which is from the creator of The Wire. Yep. And you play a real person, Sergeant Wayne Jenkins. And I understand, like, this was a really important story to you. Like, you got into this in a very interesting way. Mm -hmm. Explain to the people how you first got involved in this. Well, look, I, 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 for me, I, The Wire was just, uh, you, you know, just a seminal piece of television. I mean, I think it is for so many. And I grew up in D.C., and, and um, I was just so taken with that sort of storytelling, um, this journalistic integrity in which David Simon and George Pelicanos work. And, uh, you know, I, I really felt like what the show afforded me uh, was this unbelievable kind of just front row seat to, to these issues that I'm fascinated by, uh, uh, race and policing in this country. Um, and I think Baltimore is the tip of the spear of 
so much of that. Um, I can say without a doubt, the show was made with real reverence to the victims, with real uh, respect to the people of Baltimore. They made that show with the city of Baltimore and for the city of Baltimore and by the city of Baltimore. And um, look, I got to do uh, three months of ride-alongs. I went on drug raids twice a week. Um, What's that like going into a drug raid, Mr. Actor? Oh, I know, like, <laughs> I mean, I'm sure you're wearing, like, the same sort of protective mm -hmm. uh, gear that the, the police mm -hmm. are. Mm -hmm. But still, you're going into a room, you don't know what's going to happen. Look, I, I, I think my, my biggest takeaway from all of it, uh, there's, there are no words for the victims of police corruption and police brutality. Um, there's no words for the folks whose Fourth Amendment rights are violated and folks who have been imprisoned falsely or people's lives who have been taken. Um, but there's a whole other group of victims to bad police, and that's good police. And so many members of the law enforcement community in this country are policing for the right reasons, respect the communities that they police, are from the communities that they police, and do it. And they've taken this oath to being a peacekeeper. And that's not told enough. And I walked away with this unbelievable uh, love and appreciation of the good folks in the Baltimore Police Department whose lives have been upended. You know, their lives, are, their lives are upended by the bad deeds and evil deeds of a few. And uh, I don't think that that story's told enough. And um, so that was my big takeaway. So honestly, you know, the raids and the ride-alongs that I got to go on, it was an honor. It was an honor, and, 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 and it was an honor to roll with them. And I've made friends for life. Well, John, it was really lovely to meet you. Thank, Thank you so much you. for being here. This has been The Late Show Poncho with Stephen Colbert. If you're enjoying The Late Show Pod Show, leave us a five-star review on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. Watch The Late Show with Stephen Colbert weeknights at 11.35, 10.35 Central on CBS and Paramount+. And for more exclusive Late Show content, follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And subscribe to The Late Show on YouTube. CBS Friday and streaming on Paramount Plus. Calfire's coming to you! Don't miss TV's hottest show, Fire Country. This is a high complexity rescue with a low chance of success. Follow the rules, and you shave another day off your sentence. Critics call it explosive and pure entertainment. I'm a fella. I'm not fit to be anything else. You're not an inmate, you're a firefighter. Bring it on. Fire Country. New episode Friday, 9, 8 central on CBS, and now streaming on Paramount Plus.